Lovely, it's great to be together again, and um, just lovely to worship together this morning. I absolutely loved it, and it was a bit of a picture of what I want to talk about. So I want to talk about um, the church being like a, a body, and uh, it's a bit of an illustration of it um, this morning. I don't know how many kind of gifts and things working you, you observed this morning, but I, I heard a couple of prophecies, uh, then I heard some... Um, singing in, in tongues, languages, not English, not one you've learned. Uh, then I heard a prof- prophetic song, but I also saw some um, worship leading. I saw some skill, musical skills. I saw some leadership from the front. They're, they're the obvious ones, but there's, there's also quite a lot of others, aren't there? There's, um, there's actually administrations. Someone will, someone will be calculating what our offering uh, is and then doing clever things to work out what tax we can get back on that to add to that it's another twenty percent or whatever it is. No, it's more than that, isn't it? Thirty percent, whatever. Anyway, uh, they'll be doing all of that. You tell I haven't got that gift. Um, and there's that kind of thing, and then there's and then there's somebody with a gift of serving and helps put all these chairs out and, and made it clean. And and, and and Simon and Claire are making the noise work. And then children's workers, they might have a whole load of gifts. Some of them are just willing helpers, and that's good, just to be willing to take a turn. But some are quite gifted at teaching, but have got a passion for little ones rather than groaning ones. I mean, grown-ups. Um, you know, others have got a gift of just want to help. I want to take them to the loo so the others can get on. So there's all sorts of things going on to make, to make it work. And actually, it takes all of the body to make a body work. So I've got a dicky foot at the moment. That's why I'm sitting down. I've actually got a dicky both feet. Something, other bits of me are a bit questionable as well. But, but I've certainly got dicky feet. And, um, and what you realise is, when you've got dicky... I hear the sound of a distant thunder. <laughs> Seems like there's more of them when they're running too. Uh, anyway, uh, when you've got a bit wrong with your body, you find out how, how much you need it, don't you? You know, if you've, got, if you've got a rose, I love gardening, if you've got a rose thorn stuck in your thumb, you suddenly realise how much you use that jolly thumb. You, you find all sorts of things you, you can't do. I had, I had a, um, an operation on my, that sounded like an absolute cripple. But anyway, a few years ago I had, a, had an operation on, on, on this hand and you suddenly find it's not just this hand, it's the fact you can't put your trousers on in the morning. And there's all, there's all sorts of things you, you can't really do very, very well. Same, same with the feet. There's all sorts of things you want to do. And you think, oh, the, the rest of the body isn't working quite right because that bit isn't quite right. And you, you need bits of you that you didn't ever think about before. And I think church is a bit like that. So I just want to, I'm not going to talk about gifts so much I've, 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 um, because in the next few weeks, months, uh, one a month or whatever works out, uh, Gordon's going to just focus on a different gift or two and just get us thinking, not just on a Sunday morning, but in life, what, what, what gifts do we all have? Because we all have different capacities and gifts and, and actually everybody is needed. So it's not just a kind of welcoming thing, you know, everybody welcome. You see that on lots of, I, I used to, um, uh, I used to have, be friends with a guy that was 
quite an, I don't know if you're allowed to say extreme Christian, but he, he had a thing on his ad, advert, he was, uh, and, uh, and he, he used to put adverts in magazines to get people to his church, and it said, everybody welcome, and then it said, authorised version only, and anti-charismatic, <laughs> everybody welcome, what do you mean? But anyway, it was quite funny, but it's not just a, a kind of welcoming Slaco, all welcome, actually in, in the church is everybody welcome, and everybody needed, because it takes a whole body to actually work as a body. So I want to just look at that uh, a bit. So the church as a body, of course, there are other, other views of church. Some people just think of the church as an institution. Uh, my daughter, Abby, works at uh, the cathedral now doing HR stuff and safeguarding. That, that's a, it, it is an institution because it's a marvellous historic building. There's, it's a venue, it's a museum, and it's a worshipping community as well. And, and it kind of, lots of organisation and, and levels. So, but church is much more than an institution. Uh, some people think of it as just a kind of club, like, like the Rotary Club, but they sing, you know, a bit, bit religious. There's no, church isn't, uh, and it's certainly, even though we've got a focus on this building, this building is just a tool. It's just a box, a useful box. So it's a good looking useful box historic and nice but but it's only about it isn't the church it's just a tool for us to use important and exciting though it is the bible is much more exciting and dynamic that than that the the church is a living organism it's it's growing and prospering or it's a bit poorly and getting weaker but but it's always living and moving and changing it's put together and inhabited by the holy spirit it, it's, it's formed out of people that have put their trust in, in Jesus. It's, it's a body. So I want to look at a couple of passages. Uh, and the first one is in Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4. And verses 15 and 16. And then we'll pop over to Romans 12 in a few minutes. So Ephesians 4, verse 15 and, and 16. And uh, he's talking uh, a bit before, he's talking about different leadership gifts, um, prophets and teachers and pastors and evangelists, uh, and he, we want them doing their stuff, he says, so that, so that we're not tossed around all over the place, we need kind of different sorts of leadership. And then he says in verse 15, instead, speaking the truth in love, that's important, you can speak the truth and be vicious, you can be loving but not speak the truth, but you need both. You need to speak the truth to one another, but in love. We will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. So it's picture language. He's saying, as we speak to one another in truth and love, as we use the abilities and the gifts he's given us, we, we, we become like the head. So you've got a picture of Jesus as the head and us as bits of the body. That is Christ. From him, the whole body is joined and it's held together by every supporting ligament and it grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So it's our privilege, if we've trusted in Jesus Christ to be our, our Lord and Saviour, to be part of the body of Christ. If you get the picture, there's, there's the ascended Jesus, he's like the head, but at, yeah, your head kind of thinks things, but it doesn't kind of do things, does it? It's your body that does what your head's telling it to do. If it, if it stops doing what the head tells it to, then, then you're really poorly. You're unwell, aren't you, when your body won't do what your head tells it to do. And I'm not a biologist. Someone else can explain the neuro system, but we haven't got time for that this morning. But, but, but there's something wrong when the messages from the head 
aren't worked out in your body. You, you become, you know, you're really sick. So that's, that's the picture. Jesus is the head and the body is becoming like him. It's, being, it's acting and doing stuff that's more and more like Jesus. And we're all a bit of that. He's the head. And as a church, we're the, the Bible says we're the body of Jesus, of Christ. So our job is to express his heart. That's a great calling, isn't it? It's a high calling. It's not just, oh, I'll go to church on Sunday. What did you do on Sunday? Oh, went to church, you know, watched the footy. You know, it, it's more than that. It's actually, no, we get to, to think and do the stuff that our head, Jesus, is wanting us to do. His actions, his, his will. So he's the head. And that refers really to Jesus being the source of everything for us. The, the Lord, the Lordship, the headship of Jesus. So we get to be part of the church and every church has a kind of, some kind of admin system. There's a card to fill in or there's a, a class to go to or something. That, that, that's just organisation, which is kind of useful, isn't it? Otherwise you don't get the emails or you know, that kind of thing. You, you, you've got to kind of know who's part of you. But, but you really get to become the church when you say, Jesus, you're the head. That, that, so so we, can, we can attend meetings, you know, it's, it's, it's great, you know. We can go to all sorts of things, can't we? But not be part of it. We're just an observer, and it's great to observe things. I went, I went to a rugby match with Gordon uh, last Saturday, and, and it, it was great. It doesn't make me a rugby player, and I, and I haven't, I'm not a member of the club. I was, just, I was just an observer. And in the same way, we can go and visit church services, and it's, it's a good thing to do because we, we learn stuff about Jesus. But, but actually, we get to be part of the church, really part of the church, when we make him our head. Our, it's the lordship of Jesus. So, so it's a good question just to stop and think, oh, hang on a minute, have I ever made Jesus the boss of my life? Is, is he the, the head and the Lord? And, and, and then if, that, if, we've, if we've done that, which is a great thing to do, very happy to chat to anybody about that, then, then actually then the point is we've all got a place to find. We, he's the head. We've now, we're now part of the body. We, we've got to work out, are we a kind of little pinky or are we, are we a big toe? Are we a nose or we ear? You know, what, what part of the body, what, what do we do? How do we contribute to get Jesus's will done on earth? And, and, and when we find it, then we have to be, he says, we're all joined together. Verse 16 says, the whole body is joined and held together. If you get a kind of bit that does its own thing, well, that's another kind of sickness. <laughs> you get a bit of your body that's not under your control. And um, it, it, my brother's been, been poorly and he's had bits of his body that don't seem to be under anybody's control at the moment. <laughs> but he's getting, he's getting better because, because he's getting less ill. And, and that's how it is. We, we, we actually have to be all joined together. Some, some Christians are pretty, pretty kind of solo on their own. Maybe they don't want to be on their own. Maybe it's because people pushed them out and they felt sidelined. But, and sometimes we can all go past through times where we're, we're not sure if we fit in, but we do, because the Bible tells us we do. There's a place for us. We're all joined together. Don't, don't be a solo Christian. It's not, there's no such thing in the Bible. You're like a coal that's fallen off the fire. You know, you, you just slowly get colder. And, and uh, you know, all you, all you do is make the carpet a bit dirty, really. And singe the carpet. You're not, you're not, you're, we're supposed to be together on the fire. That's when we work. That's changing metaphors, but never mind. There's no, actually, what he says here is we come to maturity that way. He said, but we, what does it say? In every, mis, 
we grow to become, in every respect, a mature body, a kind of grown-up body, a functioning body. So the point is, we can't grow mature as Christians without one another. It's annoying, but it's true. <laughs> we can't actually, you know, that, that, pers that person, if you go to a small group, which is a great thing to do, or an activity, that, that person that really annoys you, I know you're thinking of someone. That, that person that really, that really, oh, you think they're so not like me. That, that person is just what you need to, so that you realise, if nothing else, you realise how impatient you are. <laughs> yeah? Because <laughs> actually, we need, but we also need other, we need people that don't think quite like us to challenge the way we think. That's another annoying truth. Sorry to annoy you all, but it is true. We need one another. And, and, and don't we need people that, that care for us and notice us when we're, when we're tearful and sloping off somewhere? We need, we need that kind of person. But we also need the kind of person that challenges, challenges us. It's, Come on, let's do this. Oh, I'm too tired. I don't want to. I know you can. You can do it. We need people that spur us on. We need all sorts of people. There's no maturity without everybody. And the, the truth is, over the last 18 months, we've all been pretty separate from each other, haven't we? Uh, because we've kind of been watching a screen or not watching a screen, as the case may be, having a cup of coffee, sitting there in our gym jams, watching the worship. <laughs> it's not so good now we're together. But, uh, that's the, but no, actually, we're supposed to be a body interacting with each other, not just in meetings, but kind of in life. So that, that's Ephesians 4. Now, if you turn with me to Romans chapter 12, we just want to read a few verses from there as well. It's the same kind of same kind of theme, and I just want to look at some of the attitudes that sometimes we have. Romans 12, verse 3 to 5. Uh, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. Uh, and actually, let's read from verse 1. So, because first of all, he talks about your physical body. And, uh, uh, and he says, um, therefore, because of the good news of Jesus, because of everything he does to get us forgiven and part of God's family, he says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's great mercy in saving us and forgiving us, to offer your bodies, so he's talking about you as an individual, he says, offer your bodies as a sacrifice, as a, like an offering. The bucket went round this morning. <coughs> Shove your whole body in the, in the bucket and offer that to God. That's what he's saying, to be holy and pleasing. This is your true worship. So worship isn't just the singing of songs and the praying of prayers. It's the giving of our whole selves to God. Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be changed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that's talking about our individual bodies. Then he goes on to talk about us as a church. And he says in verse 3, By the grace given me, I say to every one of you, none of us excluded, don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. And then he goes back to the body picture. Just as each of us has one body with many members, many bits, and these bits do not all have the same function, so in Christ, that's the picture we've been placed into Christ, though we're many, we form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve, and so on and so on. He talks about different gifts there. So he's, he's saying again, he's addressing a number of kind of 
body issues or body stopping issues here. And, and, and the first is this, I don't think many of us are like this, but there's no room for pride. He says, don't think too highly of yourself. Normally we have the opposite problem in my experience, but occasionally you come across someone who thinks too highly of themselves. I remember when I led a church in Bedford, someone phoned up and said, God's called me to come and serve you. It sounded ever so good and we, we weren't really quite sure, but anyway, he ended up coming to be with us for, for, for a year because God had told him. And, and, and what became quickly apparent was what, what he really felt was that we would help promote him quickly. <laughs> so, so, and and uh, so, so, um, so as usual with people that serve, we, we, are, we asked him to kind of, you know that horrible job of, of washing all the Duplo after toddlers, because it's been in so many mouths after a session, <laughs> session, session with mums and toddlers, <laughs> that he needs, he needs also, so, so he did that. We asked him to help serve tea at the, uh, at the older generation's afternoon meeting. Uh, and it, so he did, he did do some preparing, you know, prepare a preach for me, do a bit of research and so he did a bit of that. And, and it was amazing after about three weeks how God seemed to have changed his mind. And he said, you know, I think I might, I might have got it wrong. Because actually the truth was he, he, he was a little bit proud. Now, the University of Life sorts that out. <laughs> so so uh, that, that was fine. And he's, you know, he's gone on to other things, shall we say. But, but he says, hey, don't think too highly of yourself. Be, be, willing, be willing to serve. Don't think too highly. But mostly, mostly we're at the opposite extreme. Most of us are more inclined to, oh, I'm a bit useless, really. That's, that's more how many of us are tempted to think. But he says, no, that, that, that's the wrong extreme as well. He says, what you need is sober judgment. In accordance, he says, with faith. And he talks here about a distribution of faith. Don't, don't throw away your faith. Don't throw away your confidence. You've a God-given part to play. And you need sober judgment. If, if you've ever seen anyone who's had too much to drink, one of the first things that goes is judgment, isn't it? Because suddenly someone thinks they're the funniest person in the world and you're looking on thinking, oh dear, <laughs> that's a bit embarrassing. Or I can remember once having, uh, I can remember going to, it was a party I think, and, and suddenly I thought, I'm an incredible dancer. <laughs> I mean, really? Really, I'm, I'm just in, I'm incredible. And, and I realised, it, it was kind of the mi midway through the next day, actually, I, I think I'd had a few too many glasses. Because actually, the truth is, I'm a rubbish dancer. I, I don't dance like your dad, I dance like your great-granddad. And, and he's passed away. So well, I'm, I'm a terrible dancer. But, so judgment goes. And he says, don't be like that. Have a, have a sober judgment. Don't, don't think of yourself too highly, but don't, don't rubbish yourself either, because you're not rubbish. God put you together. He made you in your mother's womb, and when you became a Christian, he, your, his Holy Spirit lives in you. you. You've got precious gifts. You've got a contribution to make. You've got a part to play. So, so that, that kind of, that's a lie in our heads. Either is a lie. I'm fantastic. I'm wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm God's gift. Well, you are God's gift, but you've got to find the part to play. But no, I'm useless stuff either. There's a measure of faith that God has given. Don't throw it away, but say, no, I've, I've got to find my place. And that's another lie, isn't it? Sometimes we think, I just don't fit in. No, actually, when, when we say that, we're disagreeing with God Almighty. Guess who's right? <laughs> There's a clue there. <laughs>
The all-knowing God, is he right or, or, or are you right? No, no, God's right. There's a part for you to play. In fact, he says, we who are many are one body. So there's a, there's a necessary part for each of us to play. In fact, he says this, we belong to all the others. So your abilities belong to Gordon. That's interesting, isn't it? And Wheelie's abilities belong to John Davidson. So we belong to one another. That's interesting, isn't it? So often we, we tend to think, what, what's my, what are my gifts? Now, actually, we're like the postman. You know, the postman brings parcels. He doesn't kind of hang on to them at the door. No, if, it's, if, that, if that gift is, that gift is, he's got it, but it's for the others. We belong to one another. Our, our gifts are not, they are ours. We're, we're responsible for thinking of them soberly and developing them and all the rest of it. But they're for the others. If we have a gift, it's so we contribute that gift to others. Does that, does that make sense? It's a gift for others. So we, we fit in, we belong to the others. All those voices, where do they come from? So, sometimes they come from past bad experiences. We tried something, it didn't, didn't work very well. Well, maybe the people helping us didn't understand or, or maybe it wasn't quite the right thing. Don't give up. Sometimes it's our insecurity or our sense of being isolated. But Listen, I have a friend, Steve, some of you will remember Steve Appel. One of his favourite repeated sayings was, it takes the whole body to be a body. That's so true. It's very wise. It takes the whole body to be a body. How about this one? Oh, I wish I was like him or her. Have you ever done that one? Oh, I can't do that like so-and-so. Well, of course you can't. You know, you've got to be yourself. Everybody else is taken. I've tried to be various people over the years. I'm rubbish at all of them. I've got, you've, got to be, you've got to be who God made you to be. He put you together. He designed you. He embroidered you in your mother's womb. He, you know, so, so there's no point wishing we were like other people. There's no need to be jealous of others. We've all got, he says the word different several times in this passage. So we've got different functions. We've got different gifts. Well, I'm not like the others. Well, of course you're not. You're not supposed to be. To quote you two, we're all one, but we're not the same. Well, I could burst into song, but I'm not, that's not my gift either, so I won't. <laughs> no, what we're supposed to do is have an adventure in being ourselves. Discover who we are, but who we are in him, with the gifts he's given us. What about, occasionally you come across someone that says, well, I don't need them anyway. Usually that's just def defensiveness, isn't it, really? Because we, we've been a bit hurt, so it's kind of... Let's not get involved because we might be rejected, so we'll reject them all before it starts, shortcut the process. No, no, actually, we do belong to one another. We need each other to prosper. So that's, that's quite a lot of stuff packed into a short time, but I hope it's helpful. We are a body, and uh, I'm so pleased. I, I, I need you. I'm increasingly aware, I don't know whether it's age or what it is, of how weak I am in all sorts of things, how dependent I am on others, on the whole body to work. But also, that's so exciting. When you see a bit of the body working, uh, or see someone doing something and, and you think, oh, that's great, that's wonderful. I love, I love hearing the stampeding feet and knowing there are people up there that feel called to do it and some people that don't feel called to do it but are willing servants anyway. God bless them. It's fantastic. I love it. So when, when, when we, some well-played music, it's, it's lovely. 
I, I love it. When we, when we get to where we've got a bit more space and there's people serving tea and making folk welcome, I love it. I love the bit before and after the service where you see people that have got um, wonderful pastoral gifts, getting alongside people, asking how they are, praying for them. I love that. Let's enjoy being a body. So, a few so what's to end with. Let's know we're a vital part of the whole. You may not feel vital, but you are vital. That's the truth from God. Then, then let's do a bit of realistic self-appraisal. Oft, often we view ourselves kind of too low, really. There are different seasons. There are seasons where we can do less. I can remember a season when Debbie was, we were getting home from church saying, I don't know why we went, really. Or Debbie was saying that, I was preaching. Because um, <laughs> so, so, you know, we had three, three kids un, under whatever they were, three, under five. Three kids under five, you go to church, it's like, just like crowd control, really. <laughs> you, do, you go home and think, well, and I, we used to laugh about it and say, well, at least we showed what side we were on. And that, that, was, that was about it, really. So there's times where we can contribute more and less as seasons come and seasons go. But let's know we are realistic part of the body. Let's think soberly, but with the faith. God gives us a measure. A me- a, a, I don't know what that means. Some of us have got a, a, a large measure of capacity to do things. Some of us have got a smaller me- measure of capacity to do things, either by gifting or by season of life. That's fine. But we've all got a contribution to make. And let's celebrate variety. I love it when an evangelist does their thing. I, lo- I love it. I'm in awe of that. When a a prophet's doing their thing, let's enjoy that and encourage. How about this? Let's have a season of encouraging the grace gifts that we see in one another. You know, know, it's very easy. I don't know if you've got anyone in this. There are some people that, by inclination, are inclined to see somebody doing something wrong and tell them. (laughs) Let's be the opposite. Let's be inclined to see someone doing something good and tell them and encourage them forwards. And let's love the church. Let's love. Why? Because Jesus died for it. Because Jesus is building it, he's the head of it, and he's in it. And one day he'll return for it as well. So that's all I've got to say. Can we pray? And then I'll hand back to John to say anything he needs to say. (laughs) Lord, thank you for those thunderous feet upstairs. (laughs) Thank you for each one of those lovely children. Thank you for those who serve them week by week. Bless them. May they come to know you more, love you more follow you more and uh, spend a lifetime enjoying you and your love and we we pray for one another thank you that you've made us a body lord we say to you again you you are our head you're our boss jesus thank you that you died for us thank you that you took all our guilt and sin upon yourself thank you that when we give our lives to you you accept us make us part of your family cleanse us from every sin and give us an eternal future but lord while we're here on this Uh, earth during our earthly lifetime we want to be a good body we want to build each other up in love we want to be effective in making your goodness known to others around us so we pray that you would take these words and each one of us will might have a different application but use them to build us up in jesus name we pray amen